Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Horse Tracks, a feature of Mile High Broncos Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's what's happening in Broncos country. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Horse Tracks with Mile High Broncos Podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Coach Ross and happy Tuesday, everyone. I know it might not be nearly as happy as a Tuesday that we've been having over the last over a month, but at the same time, let's remember where the Broncos were just a mere, was it a year ago, and where they were the last, I don't know, seven years. And let's just enjoy the fact that they had five games, you know, over 40 days of the year where they did not lose again. So that's one thing I'm going to be happy about. You know, it's not Thanksgiving. It's not November anymore, but I'm still going to be thankful for that. But today we're going to be talking about the quotes from Champagne. And he tore into their performance from Sunday. Um, then also we're going to talk about the whole dirty Denver stuff being re-sparked by the Texans and by Texans fans now. It's just dumb. But before we get into things, just want to take a look at the current playoff picture. Right now, after that loss, the Broncos sit ninth um, in the AFC, and they are just one game out of the playoff still. Just one game out. Right now, the la- the three wildcard teams are all 7-5. and five. The Steelers lost. Unfortunately, the Colts won. But the Browns lost two. So the Steelers are still at five. The Colts are up to six. The Browns are down to seven. You got the Texans a game ahead at eight. And then the Broncos right there at nine. Right with the Broncos or the Bills at six and six. They're at ten though. Um, And then you have the Bengals and the Chargers behind at five and six and five and seven. So the Broncos are just one game out of the fifth spot in the playoffs. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get super worried. And heck, there's still just two games out of the elite for the division. The season is far from over. The Broncos can hypothetically still go 3-2 and two and make the playoffs through the last uh, five games that they have. And they're very winnable games as well. Um, and then you have the, uh, which of course, sorry, the games are they play the Chargers, they play um, in Los Angeles, then they play in Detroit, then they play home against the Patriots, home against the Chargers, and then at the Raiders. 
that they have to win at least three to make this it looks like the broncos have a great chance to go four and one in these two games against the chargers who have no offense a game against the patriots who are just awful the raiders aren't that good the lions really should be the only i mean if we're going to be honest it's going to probably be a one score game in every single one of these games but the lions are really the only game that the broncos have a good chance of losing all right so let's be positive the Broncos can finish off the season 4-1 and make playoffs. They might be able to finish the season off 3-2 and make playoffs. Let's take a look at this, man. It, 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 it's far from over. Just want to give that shot of, um, what do you want to call it? A shot of optimism before we get started. Um, but let's hop into the some of the quotes that Sean Payton had because he had a lot. So one, he said, we let, uh, quote, I'm sorry. All these quotes. Quote, we let a rookie bait us into a personal foul. Of course, I was on Alex Singleton on fourth down. That led to a Texans touchdown. And that was one of the dumbest penalties I think I've seen. You got Stroud starting it, headbutting him, you know, getting all up in his business. And then when, as soon as Singleton just puts hands on, on CJ Stroud, he gets fouled. Obviously, it's a stupid thing by Singleton to do. But you really got to penalize him for that and not Stroud? It's so stupid. The, the fish shaking was bad too. Don't tell me about the miss PI, miss uh, uh, unnecessary roughness on Russ, roughing the passer. Gosh, man, the refs hate Denver. I'm okay. With, eh, I'm okay with saying that at this point. Um, when it came to the offensive line, Sean Payton said, "Quote: There's push on the right side. We got to fix that." Now, of course, the offensive line has been way better over the um, that five game winning streak, uh, including Mike McGlinchey, who uh, Payton's clearly talking about here. They had a pretty bad game. Uh, Sunday. there's no going around that one. He also said, quote, the communication has to improve, especially on the road. Too many snaps where guys aren't ready or didn't get the shift or hear the call. That's troubling, especially at this time of year. Now, I guess uh, the Broncos just have to do a little bit more to prepare themselves for road games. It's, you know, maybe more than just putting the opposing logo on the middle of the field. I don't know, they, they might be, they probably are, but Champagne's a great coach, but obviously they need to do more. Um, and then he had a big thing to say about Jerry Judy's involvement in this game. Of course, Jerry Judy was like wide open three times, could have scored like three times, at least got some big plays. And Wilson missed him. There's no getting around that. Russell Wilson flat out missed him. And to this regard, Champagne said, quote, Jerry went through a stretch. I don't want to call it a dry spell, but certainly frustration. Even when we won, he wanted to be a part of it. We want to get the ball in his hands. That was a play, though, where they dropped coverage, and he very easily has a viable target for a big play. Finally, he was able to make a few in that game. Really, if you look at the tape closely, holy cow, there are about two to three of those plays. Yeah, John Payne's all of us. All of us uh, armchair quarterbacks take a look at the film, um, take a look at how open uh, on the All-22 um, that Jerry Judy was a lot of times. <sighs> Man, wish you could change it, but uh, uh, hopefully they get the ball in Judy's hands more too because he's been dynamic this season. Um, and his drop issue, let's call it, if you want to call it that, is overblown. Not uh, by both Broncos fans and the media. He's a better receiver than people make out um, make him out to be, and he also has statistically you can back this up too because he has a below average rate of drops in his career than the rest of the league. I'm just gonna put that one out there. 
Uh, but let's talk about Texas fans being salty over nothing, man. I'm sure you guys see if you're on Twitter at all, you see this whole dirty Denver stuff. I think it's mostly started um, with really took over with the Browns being just so whiny, whiny, like that hit from Baron Browning that um, uh, took um, quarterback out of the game. Um, that was clean, especially since he wasn't fine for it, which means it's a clean hit. Also, if it's a clean hit, which the NFL proved by not finding him, uh, why not find the ref for making the wrong call? How about that one? And then also, yeah, you know, PJ Locke, get, uh, them getting all mad about PJ Locke hurting Mario Cooper's ribs. Uh, man, it, it, it's stupid. Bunch of nothing. And now, an even bigger bunch of nothing was there's a play where they. Um, this one Texans account, I don't even know if I want to mention their name, um, but they put up a video about from DJ Jones supposedly purposely falling with his elbow onto Tank Dell's leg on the play that Dell had it broken. Um, I and they saying he intentionally dropped his elbow on the leg to break the leg. I no. That was just a dog pile happening. That was just DJ Jones being part of a big play. You know? I don't... Uh, essentially, I, I saw this tweet, and it describes it perfectly. This whole talk about Dirty Denver really helps put every fan into one of two categories. One, that knows ball. Or one, that doesn't know ball. And it's turning out that half the fan base on Twitter does not know ball. And I feel like we've kind of known this already, but it's just more proof. The Broncos aren't intentionally hurting people. The whole bounty gate stuff is done. It's over. Why Why do you think Sean? they still think Sean Payne's doing that? No, this is stupid. It's one of the dumbest storylines in the league. And Twitter has to stop. Essentially. Uh, but with that being said, that's about going to do it for us on this edition of Mile High Broncos. It's horse tracks. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, of course, uh, if you haven't done so already, please uh, drop us a follow on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to this on. Follow us on social media um, at, Mile, uh, at Mile High Report, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But with that being said, my name is Coach Ross, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast on Friday. Well, at least mine.